started laughing before you said that and then I was like oh she held it together and then I started laughing (laughs) because I think you were thinking wait I go right (laughs) well I noticed that I almost started laughing and then I was like is Kelsey gonna start (laughs) laughing can we get through this (laughs) nope we can't but that's perfect it's it's us so yeah there you go well Well, (laughs) here we are everyone everyone. (laughs) yeah welcome to uh chapter seven today queer lodgings um I'm really, uh, again, surprise, surprise, I'm really excited to talk about this chapter today because I feel like it was one of the first ones that had a different vibe so far. Yeah, definitely. I feel like for the last few chapters, it's been a lot of big, scary, bad things happening. And this chapter is just really delightful and pleasant. Yeah, it's like breath (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know of like fresh air and um not that it was like a super like positive chapter I don't know you know what I mean it's not like oh rainbows and sunshine but it was finally like a I felt like I was just like reading story time instead of like trying to follow a crazy adventure where someone's about to die yeah so that was a nice break and it was I was able to read it easier in like little segments throughout my breaks at work today. So that was nice. That is nice. I was laughing because like, it's not all rainbows and sunshine, but it is all sunshine and honeybees. So (laughs) yes, this is true, which I simultaneously loved and hated because, um, I just think it's so cute that like there's bees everywhere and it's like a garden and I want to go to this place, but also I don't like bees and I like what they do for the earth. Let me be clear, but I don't want them near me. Yeah. Especially big bees, like big bumblebees, the kind that they have other places, not in Southern California. Well, yeah, for me, those little fuzzy bumblebees are so (laughs) like (laughs) the way your voice changed. (laughs) Little fuzzy bumblebees. (laughs) You know why though? You know, the ones I'm talking about. Yeah. They're really cute. Um, the, um, the big like hornets or wasps. Mm-mm. 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 I like to think that these bees, which we're, we're not there yet, but when we get to them, I'd like to think that the bees in Bayorn's pastures are the cute fuzzy bumblebees. Oh yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but we'll go with that one. We'll go with that. Yeah. Anyways, we're just like jumping on in. Usually I know. it's like, hey, lifetime story, but we we're already kind of catching up with each other before we pressed record. So yeah. Should we just nice. jump into our chapter? I think so. I know. I'm like, I don't have anything to share. <laughs> I don't think we have anything to um, like tie back to from last week or answer. I have so. a question for you. How's your tailbone? <laughs> <laughs> um, it hurts right now. <laughs> no, um, it's okay. It's just here's here's the thing, everyone. I, forgive me because I don't remember what I said last time exactly. But um, I got a cushion, okay, 
to sit on. Yes, like the donut kind. And it really doesn't work because Mm -hmm. the way you have to position it so that your tailbone is in the center where there's no cushion, the hole of the donut hole, (laughs) um, it's hard to actually position that way to actually sit on. So it doesn't really work. But I got a better cushion from Amazon. That one lives at work. So I don't have it with me right now. But um, it's fine. I'm just going to shift my weight and we'll be okay. And um, I've been going to physical therapy and that's been helping. So yeah, to answer your question, it's getting better slowly but surely. My tailbone is now in the correct spot, everybody. Wow. I know. Improvement from a couple weeks ago. Yeah. It's no longer bent and misshapen. So mm. (laughs) yay, physical therapy. Mm, It's very painful. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> Things are asking about my butt, Lindsay. You're welcome. I care. Everyone wanted to care know. about your butt. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you like, how's the new job? <laughs> it's great. Uh, very busy. I feel like it's always busy. I feel it's so crazy because my last job, I was not busy very much. I was Mm -hmm. honestly pretty bored a lot of the times. Um, and this job, I don't have the chance to ever possibly be bored. So that's that's a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think that you kind of, excuse me, I have the hiccups again. Um, you kind of like jumped right on into this position at like full speed. Right. So hopefully once it, once you get used to the actual like job itself, it'll feel less not to put words in your mouth, but like, I think it'll feel less overwhelming if you're feeling that at all. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And we're getting another team member back, uh, in a few weeks and I do feel like I've kind of settled in. I've kind of learned not everything, definitely not everything, but I have learned a lot. Um, and I actually wrote, cause I'm working in PR now. I wrote my first pitch today and I'm going to be <gasps> pitching a story tomorrow. Oh my gosh. Uh, so wins. that's exciting. It's a new thing for me. So, you know, Oh my gosh, congrats. Yay, I can't wait to hear all about it. Yeah, I'll let you know how it goes. Oh, look at you doing the things. Thanks. It's it's a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. I'm thankful for this job for sure. Yay. Oh, that brings me so much joy for you. So yay. Yay. Yay, yay, yay. Uh, All right. This is me trying not to go on a tangent. I know. I'm like, okay, pick a book. Look at chapter. Read first sentence of chapter. (laughs) Should I read us in to chapter seven? Oh, yeah. All right. Here we go. Chapter seven, Queer Lodgings. The next morning, Bilbo woke up with the early sun in his eyes. He jumped up to look at the time and to go and put his kettle on and found that he was not home at all. So he sat down and wished in vain for a wash and a brush. He did not get either nor tea, nor toast, nor bacon for his breakfast only cold mutton and rabbit. And after that, he had to get ready for a fresh start. (laughs) Again, again, one of these moments that's just reminding us that he's so far away from his hobbit hole. I know poor Bilbo, like all he really wants is his fresh tea, his toast, which remember you said that's what you would crave if you were. Yes, you're right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. But I think this is like the first time since uh, they were at Elrond's place or whatever. Rivendell. Um, <laughs> thank you. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I was like, 
Elrond's uh, crib. I forget what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> Are you picturing it? <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm picturing the TV show. Like, what's the what's that MTV TV hey. show? I just know, hey MTV, welcome to my crib. But I don't actually oh, know what show it was. <laughs> it was like my crib or <laughs> Shoot. I, what was it called? Yeah. I uh, didn't have MTV growing up, so <laughs> okay, we don't have time to unpack that right now. <laughs> Do you want to hear about my sad childhood? <laughs> just kidding, it wasn't really sad at all. <laughs> Deprived of. MTV is it what's in my crib or where's my crib anyways regardless he hasn't had a um full night's comfortable sleep since then so I think he was probably just like finally fully rested from days and days and days of not eating and this terrible adventure that he's been on um so close to death like numerous times that when he woke up he probably felt it was like all a dream and like ah time to get up and get the kettle and oh my gosh I'm not at home I know. Just uh, like that. Poor Bilbo. I mean, at least he did finally get a good night's sleep, you know? Yeah. Hold on. I have to Google this MTV show because MTV Crib. Oh, MTV Cribs. Is that all that it's called? MTV Cribs? Yeah. It stopped airing in um, 2011. So that's- it's just called MTV Cribs. I was going to say that's not that long ago, but that is... 11 years ago 11 years ago <laughs> oh god that hurts oh, no. oh no. <laughs> okay back on topic back on topic <laughs> anyways oh. <Bilbo. laughs> 11 years oh my gosh that's crazy <sighs> well at least this time bilbo as he's leaving the eagles airy gets to climb on top of the eagles back instead this of having true. to hang from its claws so I'd say all things considered, things are looking up for Bilbo right now. Yeah, that was a good start to things. And it kind of gave me the first thing I thought of, of course, was Harry Potter, like um, Harry riding Buckbeak. Oh, yeah. Now he like grabs on him from the back. And I was like, this is the closest experience I have to any of this, just watching it on a TV screen. So I'm sure um, this is kind of close to what Bilbo's experiencing. Mm-hmm. Which I think, oh, you know what that just made me think of? Hmm. The rescuers. Oh. <laughs> when they fly on the albatross's back. Oh my gosh. I think like I've only seen that movie like twice. Like <gasps> I know. I was obsessed with that movie as a kid. I freaking loved the rescuers <laughs> and the rescuers down under. <laughs> I freaking loved it. <laughs> freaking loved it, man. <laughs> But I have like a very vague memory of it. So I'm kind of know what you're talking about. Yeah. But I mean, I've always just wanted to, I think because of that movie, I've always thought it'd be so cool to ride on an eagle's back or, you know, a dragon's back, you know, take your pick. No, thank Um, you. I will be on the ground. You wouldn't fly on the back of a dragon if you had the chance. I would, I would throw up everywhere and I have a phobia of that. (laughs) So no. To put it frankly, no, thank you. <laughs> I think I broke Lindsay. <sighs> you were just so like, I would 
throw up everywhere. And then I just pictured it, which is disgusting, but <laughs> okay. Let's not, I literally do have an actual phobia. So let's, I know, let's... I know, I know we'll move on. Um, um, I'm sorry. That was really funny though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you were like silent laughing. <laughs> that was good. Oh, well, man. you're probably, uh, Bilbo will probably, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> let's see. Only on the first page. Uh, <laughs> this is what happens when we do this at night after work. I know. My goodness. We should have learned our lesson. No, this is more fun. As I was saying, I feel like Bilbo would agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ooh. Also, okay, also. The eagles can talk. Yeah. <laughs> but like, okay, I know they kind of talked in the last chapter, but I figured they were just talking to Gandalf and he could understand them because he understands eagle. <laughs> <laughs> he speaks eagle. Yes, because he's, you know, wizard. But right. as soon as they were like, don't pinch, I was like, what the what? I didn't realize they're speaking English in a way that a hobbit can understand them. That kind of uh, blew my mind a little. I know. I would be really curious to know what an eagle sounds like. Like, does it just, <laughs> is it just like a normal voice <laughs> coming out of it? In the audiobook, it was just like a normal, like, don't pinch. You need not be frightened like a rabbit. Does its <laughs> mouth move? Like, don't pinch. <laughs> it doesn't have like lips though. It has a beak. So I, I know. It would be, it'd be like, uh-huh. <laughs> Don't punch. Don't. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh we're my delirious. God. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways, everybody, this is us trying to speak without moving our lips and we're <laughs> not doing a very good job at it. Um, Lindsay, this part in the book when they're describing the just riding on the eagle's back. Um, have you this reminded me of riding the flight of passage attraction in Disney World. Have you ever yes. been on that attraction? Yes, I have. And oh. I love that ride. Okay. Let me tell you, this is like the closest thing. I lied earlier when talking about Buckbeak. This is the closest thing that I've ever experienced to be actually riding on an eagle's back. And the reason it reminded me of it is because when Bilbo says that he like opened his eyes for a second just to see and then close them again type of thing, mm -hmm. that was literally me in the ride the whole time because- uh, like we just noticed, I don't do well with motion or flying on things. And so I was terrified, literally. Oh, no. So for those of you that don't know, in that attraction, you sit on like a saddle almost um, and you lean forward like you're in a cool Tron sports like motorcycle, you know, so your arms are on handles and you're sitting forward and this piece like uh, presses against your back as like a seatbelt and it keeps you in, right? Is mm -hmm. there a better way of describing yeah, that? Yeah, no, that, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Like the back of the chair comes up on top of your back and you're like almost leaning forward, almost horizontal parallel with the ground. Yeah. Like you're like on your stomach basically. Yeah. On your stomach, yeah. but your feet are in like little stirrupy things. So you're not laying flat, but you're leaning over. Yeah. And so mine didn't, I wasn't leaning over all the way when they secured it. So it was like the back 
portion was a little too loose. So I was moving around too much. Oh no. Like I was still safe in there, but it made me feel really sick. And so I was closing my eyes and like holding on for dear life, screaming at Esther, who, you know, um, uh-huh. and I was like, Esther, I hate this. Oh my God. I hate this. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh no. Um, but every so often I would open my eyes and see like the most beautiful thing I have ever seen in my entire life. Like the, the pictures, you know, the, the ride. <laughs> yeah. It was so beautiful. Um, but then it would start like flying down like this. And I was like, nope, go to close my eyes again. Cause it's kind of scary. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, um, I'm, I'm yeah, so I was sorry. nauseous for 12 hours, but it's fine. Oh no. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You didn't enjoy it because that is like one of my favorite rides of all it's, time. Yes. I think if I knew what I was getting myself into, the shock factor and scared factor would have been a little less mm-hmm. um, because I didn't realize like what it was going to be. Yeah. Um, and if I tightened my backseat thing, it would have been better. But I don't regret going on it. Like it was so gorgeous. It was insane. So oh anyways, yes. No, when long I was story on that long. ride, I just have to say when I was on that ride, I had the biggest smile on my face Aww. and I was like laughing with just like pure joy because <laughs> it was so beautiful and it really felt like you were flying. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it this really thing, does. It's the closest you'll ever get to looking and feeling like you're flying. And those projections that they created were just like you said, stunning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it makes me sad that you didn't have the best experience because I freaking love that ride. <laughs> it's okay. I think I just don't do movement well. So yeah. either way, I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much as the average person. But like I said, I don't regret it. And it it, it was really beautiful. I'm glad I at least saw what I did. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't end up getting sick. I just felt sick for 12 hours. So, you know, when – would you go on it again, given the no. chance? No, okay. no, no. Did it once. That's it. That's all you needed. I will gladly walk through the queue with my friends and then wait at the exit. Mm-hmm. Well, once again, I think Bilbo would probably agree with you. <laughs> yeah. And for those of you that have been on that attraction or never been on it, that's what this feels like. So you mm-hmm. should go on it. You should. You should. If you ever You're in chance, Florida, it's worth the wait. Potentially. I don't know. I had a fast pass. <laughs> um, so what happens next? I mean, basically the Eagles kind of drop them off where mm-hmm. they're meant to be dropped off. Um, I made a note when they drop them down on top of the like care rock or whatever. I was the like carrot. I think that's how they say it. In oh, the audio carrot. carrot. That makes sense. Sounds like a carrot. <laughs> the carrot. Um, I was like, they had to drop them off on top of the rock that they had to climb down off of. They couldn't have dropped them <laughs> off on the ground. No, because they don't want to get too close to anything else. I guess so. I guess I don't know. Sense. I'm just making, um, I'm making yeah. stuff up now. Although I will say like right after they get dropped off, foreshadowing moment, bottom of page 113, Bilbo says, oh no, the, Bilbo doesn't say this. It says, Bilbo never saw them again, except high and far off in the Battle of Five Armies. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, oh, oh. Which is exciting. <laughs> and I wrote, foreshadowing five armies? 
Oh yeah. my god. I'm like, oh yeah. god, what are what are the five armies gonna be? Oh my god. <laughs> Were you expecting there to be a battle potentially in this book? I think so. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. shocked that there was gonna be a battle, but yeah, I just have a lot of thoughts and ideas about about everything that happened in this chapter. So let's get into mm-hmm. it. Okay. Also, like Gandalf's leaving again. <laughs> <laughs> I know. At but least he's warning he's, them. I know. This time he's at least telling them that he's going to be leaving. Yeah, but even they were like, what? Come on, Gandalf. I thought you were going to the end with us. And he's like, oh, this is not my adventure. <laughs> I know. I'm like, did he not tell them in the beginning that he wasn't going to? I think he did. I think he, he said, did. I'll go along with you for a ways or something. Yeah, I think he warned them. Mm-hmm. that he might not go the whole way but i'm just like really you go through all of that and you're not going to stay on this journey but whatever okay bye gandalf guess you have more <laughs> important things to do <laughs> i literally at the end when he actually is like i'm leaving now i wrote bye gandalf with the eye roll emoji <laughs> <laughs> oh we're so Which I know over is a, gandalf for i know no reason. Book <laughs> gandalf is just like different than movie Gandalf especially especially Lord of the Rings Gandalf yeah They're different <clears throat> they definitely are mm-hmm. he's he's much more sassy and persnickety and unreliable in the book mm-hmm. in the Hobbit anyways um I don't know why I just circled Bilbo wept because it made me think of <laughs> Jesus wept <laughs> Oh my gosh, Lindsay. I literally uh, just circled it and I was like, <laughs> Bilbo wept, Jesus wept. <laughs> I'm assuming you're quoting the Bible. Yeah. Why did why did Jesus weep? Girl, you are asking me. I do not know. <laughs> I grew horrible. up Catholic. We didn't really read the Bible as much as Christians oh, did. My goodness. I think <laughs> I used to read the Bible way too much. Uh, <laughs> I had like one of those like spark note Bibles and then I had questions to answer and I would just Google the questions and find the answers and never actually read it. Um, then my parents wonder why I don't go to church anymore. So, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Sorry, Mom Kel- Mama Kelsey. Now, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, sorry, we're heathens. Um, <laughs> when so casual, yeah. <laughs> When Gandalf said, I'm not going to disappear at this very instant, I was like, are you sure <laughs> you're not? <laughs> because you always I was, do. Yes. And I was like, so you're acknowledging you've done that in the past then. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like Mean Girls. So you think you're really pretty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what it, I was like, why did what you just say remind me of something? That I can think about? Yeah. I have a note at the bottom of 114 slash half of 115. Um. Go for that. You know, the, the dwarves are trying to convince Gandalf to stay and continue, continue on the journey. And they offer him, you know, dragon gold and silver and jewels, but he wouldn't change his mind. And he's like, I have already earned some of your dragon gold <laughs> when you get it. <laughs> yes. I saw that too. And I was like, damn. I mean, Gandalf. he's, I mean, he's not wrong though. Like he has gotten them out of a couple binds, so he does yeah. deserve some gold. Yeah, I agree too, but I was like, he's calling it. Yeah. And then there's more Gandalf sass. I don't know if this is what your note is about, but when Bilbo asks, why is it called the Carrick, Carrock or whatever? And he says that he called it Carrick because Carrick is his word for it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, I think that's funny, but it in the audiobook, the way they word it, it doesn't sound sassy. It's like oh. Carrick is his word for it. And <laughs> I, <laughs> I read it like the way Gandalf talk, talks to Pippin, like he calls it Carrick because that's what he calls it. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of moments in this chapter where I was like, is he just talking to Pippin right now? I know. Which I love. Uh, okay, so that's when Bilbo's like, who calls it that? What is that? And he starts describing a little bit more about Bayorn, although I don't know if he's actually used his name yet. But the somebody I spoke of, a very great person. And I like that he says, you must be careful not to annoy him or heaven knows what will happen. And I'm like, it's me. <laughs> don't annoy me. <laughs> Please. <laughs> or else you'll get the wrath of Kelsey. And um, that doesn't happen often, but you don't want to see it. Trust me. Yeah, I don't want to see that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <clears throat> also, um, at the very end of that page, he says his name is Bjorn. Not Bjorn, Bayorn. <laughs> Lindsay and I were talking about this earlier. It's not baby Bjorn, it's Bayorn. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think uh, he is very strong and he is a skin changer. I'm sorry. Um, new type of creature here, skin changer. And my first thought was, why didn't we see any of those in Lord of the Rings? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's true. There are a lot of creatures that we see in The Hobbit. Well, I don't know if there's a lot, but so far we've seen the giants. Now we're seeing a skin changer. Mm-hmm. And we but don't it- see any of them. Yeah. It made me think, like, is he the only one? Are there more of these? Are they, like, extinct? In Extinct? Mm-hmm. yeah are they like uh, i want to know are they different animals did they become an animal like were they born an animal first or a person first i need to know these things i know because i wonder too if this is like the first fantasy book that had skin changers in it or were there other fantasy books that had skin I changers know. in it it's in harry potter called an animagus yeah um, but obviously Lord of the Rings came first, so. Aren't changelings skin changers? What's a changeling? It's like a fantasy creature. Oh, I don't know. You want to Google it? Yeah, let me Google it. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't actually know what that is. I'm going to take a water break. What's a changeling? Okay, so a changeling is typically is historically referred to as an oaf. It's a human-like creature found in folklore and folk religion throughout Europe. A changeling was believed to be a fairy that had been left in place of a human stolen by the fairies. So, Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> what? Fairies, hold up. Hold up. <laughs> fairies will kidnap you and then leave a fairy in your place. Yeah, so they they talk about this actually in in Outlander where people would like leave their child out because they thought it was like a bad child, like a baby that had like a deformity or something like that. And they would leave it out and they would think that the fairies would take it and replace it with um, a fairy baby or something. I don't really fully understand it. Wait, so in that Outlander situation... Did their baby disappear or did it stay and they think that it's just a better baby? They think that it's just a different baby. But, but I think the they don't baby. like changelings. I think they would rather just leave it out and die. <gasps> yeah. Oh. Like, because they think a changeling is like evil. 
Well, yeah, if it's actually a fairy that kidnapped your person. Are fairies bad? Wait, Lindsay. <laughs> There's so much well, here. Oh, this no. This is an Irish legend. Here, let me read more. A changeling is typically identifiable via a number of traits. In Irish legend, a fairy child may appear sickly and will not grow in size like a normal child and may not have notable physical characteristics such as a beard or a long teeth. A common way that a changeling could identify itself is through displaying unusual behavior when it thinks it is alone, such as jumping about, dancing, or playing an instrument. A human child might be taken due to many factors to act as a servant, the love of a human child, or malice. Most often, it was thought that fairies exchanged the children. In rare cases, the very elderly of the fairy people would be exchanged in the place of a human baby so that the old fairy could live in comfort, being coddled by its human parents. Oh, so that's what it was in Outlander. They had a baby that was like off or whatever. And so they thought it was a changeling. They thought it had been replaced (gasps) by a fairy. So they left it out, hoping that the fairies would take their baby back and give the proper human baby. (laughs) When you say leave it out, you mean like on the front porch, like in the forest (gasps) on a rock. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. This is going places. This episode has escalated. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah, so I guess fairies aren't necessarily, weren't originally good things in Irish and Scottish folklore. I guess they're just apparently. like mischievous little sprites. Yeah. What? Not cute Tinkerbells. Well, I don't, I've never really been a fan of Tinkerbell, TBH. But the what? movies... Hold on, Linz. I'm like, wait a minute. I know that's not true because you love the Never Beast or whatever. Yes. In Peter Pan, I was like, Tinkerbell, calm it. Calm down for a second. Yeah. Okay. You're not going to marry Peter Pan. You're a fairy. Stop being so jealous. You're a fairy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I don't know. They could. I don't know. I mean, but, but logistically, it's not going to work. <laughs> He's not into you. He's just not that into you. Okay, Tinkerbell. Yeah. But the Tinkerbell movies, chef's kiss. They are so good. For that, I love Tinkerbell, but not she. She was never a character that I was like, "Oh my god, I love Tinkerbell." I also really like her in Hook. Yes, yes, me too, me too. Yeah, I think just the original one. I was like, "Why you gotta be so jealous?" I know. Come on, calm down for a sec. I know. Um, Okay. (laughs) Anyways, moving on. um, Now that we know what changelings changelings are, sheesh. Um. So after after we introduce Bayorn, like who he is, um, Dumble- Dumbledore, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Why? I hate this. I don't oh my know. Gosh. Sorry. I'm also cussing a lot in this episode. I'm so That's sorry. Okay. Um, Let I'm it out, Kelsey. Let it all it out. As explicit. <laughs> um, Gandalf and Bilbo enter Bayorn's property first and he tells Gandalf tells all the dwarves enter two by two five minutes apart from each other and we're like okay and so obviously he knows what he's doing um what I loved about this part is that when Gandalf and Bilbo just start walking down the path it says that the horse looks at them like intelligently and then goes back to the house and Gandalf's like oh that horse is telling Bayorn that we're here. And I just, I don't know. I just like, I had the feeling of, I can't wait to watch this scene. Um, this whole entire scene of Bayorn meeting all of them in the movie, which I hope it's in the movie. Um, because I just want to see how they do that with the animals. 
if yeah. they do that. I don't want to get my hopes up too high because I have not heard good things about these movies, but um, that's where my mind went. It's funny that you bring that up because as I was reading this chapter, I was trying to remember how they did it in the movies, but I've only seen the movies like uh, once or twice mm, each, okay. probably maybe three times each, which shows you how much I don't like them. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I don't remember, but I was actually thinking how that's really refreshing for me that I can actually read The Hobbit and I still picture it the way that I've always pictured it. It's not tainted Aww. by the movies at all because yeah. I've seen them so infrequently that it hasn't like taken over. And I've read the books so much more that I think that is just how I'm always going to picture it, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't recall um, how they do this, but I <laughs> I think later when like the horses and ponies and, and sheep and everything are like pushing the furniture all around yes oh that's yes that's <laughs> and what I was like, like how do they do this in the movie I know I was thinking that too I was like how would this like logistically work <laughs> <laughs> like because well we can wait till we get there but um I do love as they're walking into Bayorn's area uh, I love how like they describe it with all the beautiful flowers mm-hmm. and the cute little fuzzy bumblebees yes. <laughs> And I also like that Bayorn is basically a vegetarian, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is something that one of our followers said uh, when we oh. asked about, you know, like, what do you think of Bayorn? Um, Tolkien with Friends, who I believe is another Lord of the Rings podcast. I haven't listened to their podcast, but I follow them and um, they seem like a lovely bunch. Oh my uh, gosh, they mentioned everyone else should go follow them. I know it's Tolkien with friends on Instagram. Um, Tolkien as in J.R. Tolkien. But yeah, they were saying how they love Bayor and they think he's so underrated and also how they love that he's a vegetarian. And I was like, See? yeah, I thought that was cute too. Well, not cute, but it was like a neat little fact. And I, I also liked the description of the land and everything because I imagine that they haven't really seen a place with this much like, um, I don't know, joy or like where you can tell someone's been tending to it and like cares about it and lives here, yeah. you know? So that Very was kind of neat. Beautiful and serene. Mm-hmm. So Gandalf and Bilbo meet Bayorn and, and he's like, oh, hey, okay, cool. Let me hear your story. And Gandalf starts telling them the entire story from the beginning and slowly throughout the story – um, the dwarves show up two by two. And I just love how I love that, like the counting up, you know, leads yeah. to, it. and he's like, what do you mean? There were six of you there. You, I, there's only four of you in front of me. And like every single time that happens. Um, yeah. I don't know if you have notes like during that, when that's happening, but no, not really. I, okay. I agree that I always just found this part particularly delightful. Mm-hmm. Even as a kid, I was just always like, this is just so funny and cute. And I just, yeah, love how Bayorn keeps questioning Gandalf and he's like getting a little bit annoyed with him, but he's also Gandalf. Like you can tell, like he knew what he was doing. And I think Tolkien even says somewhere in here, like Gandalf knew what he was doing. He knew he was yeah. going to grab Bayorn's attention and then slowly let all the dwarves trickle in. Yeah. Like he didn't mind that there, that there were more dwarves because he wanted to hear the rest of the story which I loved. And then by the time they all got there, he was like, oh, well, that was such a good story. I don't know if it's true or not, but at least it's worth a suffer, which I loved. Yeah. And I love that Bayorn is just kind of like 
he's really gruff and he's very just straight to the point. Like he's mm-hmm. like, I don't need your service. I don't want your service. Just yes. sit down. <laughs> Let me hear the rest of the story. Yeah. I loved that. I thought that was funny too. Um, but I also like, he has, we don't really know everything about him yet. Right. So like, he's kind of revealing little bits about him when he was like, Oh, the goblins, like, well, you don't want to deal with them. Like he has also dealt with similar things as them because he lives in this area and you know, he's a skin changer, not a changeling, not a changeling. <laughs> Um, I just have one sassy note, <laughs> of course, during this story. Um, when Gandalf is telling him about, you know, the wolves underneath and how um, he's. I know what you're going to say. Fireworks. And Bayorn says, I wish I would have been there. I would have given them more than fireworks. And then I wrote next to it, we all would have. <laughs> yes, because we said that last time. And. And Gandalf is like, oh, well, you know, like my life was about to end. And uh, he's like trying to make an excuse. Like there was a lot going on and the pressure and the the goblins were singing the 15, whatever. And that's when he said goblins know how to count trees. Yeah. Which, which again, I sang to the tune of Pocahontas, 15 (laughs) birds and five fir trees. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So much prettier than I'm sure the goblins actually sang it. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Okay, Lindsay, after all of the dwarves show up, this is where he says um, that they all deserve supper. And this is where the animals start like rearranging the furniture, (laughs) (laughs) which I pictured in almost like a cartoon fashion. (laughs) I don't know why. Like, It's hard for me to imagine exactly how I am picturing this book in my head. I don't know if it's been like cartoony this whole time or if it's been more realistic, but like, which is interesting to me, I think. Um, but this, I pictured like 2D cartoon animals pushing around furniture. Oh, totally. Well, because it even says they are able to stand on their, the dogs could stand on their hind legs when they wish and carry things with their four feet. And I'm just like, <laughs> It's hard to picture a real dog actually doing that without it being absolutely ridiculous. Yes. But a cartoon makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And it's it's just like, how are they going to do this? Or do they just skip that part in the movie? Probably. That's probably the easy way to do it. But I don't want to know. I want to watch it and find out. I honestly couldn't tell you because I do not remember. <laughs> it's okay. We'll We'll figure it out. I feel like... Part of me is like, oh, Kelsey, be careful. You're really enjoying this book and you're setting your standards way too high for this movie. But but I think <sighs> I've said this before. Maybe you're going in hearing how much everyone hates it and then you're going to watch it and you're going to be like, oh, that wasn't so bad. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty Possible. easy to please when it comes to movies. Like, yeah. Yeah. So here's to hoping. We'll see. Can't mm-hmm. wait to talk about it. <laughs> So then after somehow the dogs and ponies (laughs) and sheep and sheep bring out their dinner, they all have a lovely little dinner together sitting around this long table, um, which just sounds really cozy and homey to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And they haven't eaten a meal in so long. I just imagine that it was so enjoyable for everyone. I know they finally have bread and honey and meat it says it's cooked with honey and it just all sounds so delicious to me. I bet Bilbo was very happy. 
I know. And I like that during the dinner, Bayorn was like telling stories about his adventures too, which we didn't like hear at a great extent, but it says that in his like deep rolling voice that he was telling them stories throughout dinner. And I liked that it was kind of like all these little kids during like library story time and they're all just eating and listening to like some adult tell a story, you know? Yeah. That's kind of what I pictured. Like they can finally escape Mm -hmm. their own story for a second and hear about someone else's. Also, I want to know about Bayorn's stories. I bet he has some really cool ones to tell. I know. It just says, um, Bayorn in his deep rolling voice told tales of the wild lands on this side of the mountains and especially of the dark and dangerous wood that lay outstretched far to north and south a day rides before them. Blah, 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 blah. Basically Mirkwood. So I'm like, Oh, interesting. The dwarves listened and shook their beards. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so after this, they're all getting a little drowsy. They go to bed and surprise, surprise, another song. Here we go. (laughs) Here's the thing, Lindsay. I listened to this today on audiobook. And because I was on a 15-minute break, I skipped the song (gasps) because it lasted like four and a half minutes. (laughs) Of course it did. So I just read it really quickly instead of listening to it. But it was like for like the first minute, just humming. (laughs) Then they started the lyrics. Were they, I'm like, did it, was it the same tune as the first song? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, you don't need to listen to that again. No, I was like, okay, they're scared about Markwood. Great. <laughs> yeah, cool. Get the idea. Got it. And I just wrote in my notes, another long ass song. <laughs> I know. Like, isn't it interesting? Because watching you would never think that Lord of the Rings would be so musical. <laughs> yes. But there like, are songs in Lord of the Rings too. But that just aren't in the movie? hmm <gasps> Oh my gosh. Well, now, Lindsay... I have my own box set of Lord of the Rings books with another copy of The Hobbit. That's the same copy I have. Oh, wait, that's not not this one because we have the same. (laughs) I'm all trying to hold up my Hobbit book, but we have the same Hobbit book. But the one that you have in that set is the same one I have. It's beautiful. Look at it. I love it so so much. So everyone, just so you know, my friend um, Jillian at work, she sent me a picture the other day of this box set um, of the three Lord of the Rings books and The Hobbit. And she was like, I had a garage sale and these didn't sell. I, I'll give them to you for free. Do you want them? And I was like, yes, first of all, so thoughtful. Second of all, I love that people think of Lord of the Rings now or think of me when they hear Lord of the Rings stuff. Um, and I'm just so excited. I don't know when I'll get around to reading those, but um, I just like that I have them and they're sitting on my desk and they're beautiful. They are so beautiful. Also, well, first of all, I'm just, I'm excited for you. I love that she gave this to you. That is so sweet. But also I'm like, why was she getting rid of them? (laughs) That's okay. How dare her loss. No, I'm I'm happy for you. That's a really beautiful set too. Thank you. I'm excited. So it's like nighttime and the song has ended and Bilbo's like going in and out of sleep because he like can't really sleep. When they're all going to sleep, Gandalf is like, it's time for us to sleep um, for us, but not, I think, for Bayorn. In this hall, we can rest sound and safe, but I warn you all not to forget what Bayorn said before he left us. You must not stray outside until the sun is up on your peril. So my first thought is like, 
okay, this is like a moon sun thing, right? Like he changed uh-huh. to a bear at night, kind of like Shrek, Fiona and Shrek. Oh, I was thinking like a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that too, but also <laughs> Fiona and Shrek. Yes. Spoilers if you haven't seen Shrek. You haven't seen Fiona's an ogre. (laughs) I know. Um, So I wrote, "Uh uh-oh, is Bayorn a bear at night? It's like Shrek. (laughs) Yeah, it totally is. So, but I just didn't know skin changer. I kind of thought maybe they had some control over it, but I'm now learning. I don't think that's the case. Well, I think they do though, because later in the chapter, um, when they're riding away on Bayorn's ponies, Bilbo says that he sees a bear-like oh, creature following them. You're right. But I wonder, I don't know. I just have so many questions. Like, I understand why maybe being a bear isn't the best in broad daylight. I don't know. But it maybe he has control over it. Maybe it's Maybelline. I don't know. Um, but maybe, <laughs> sorry, it just happened. Um, I wonder if it's like when he's not home, he's a bear or like, I don't know. Can he really just be like, I'm going to switch into it right now? Like the Hulk learns <laughs> to like do. Jacob and Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I kind of got the sense that like maybe at night he becomes more wild and like feral as a bear, mm-hmm. like an actual bear. But Well, that's why can... Gandalf is like, don't go outside. Yeah, because it sounds like because even Bilbo says that he heard you know, like snuffle, like scuffling out the door mm-hmm. and he heard growling noises outside. So maybe at night, Bayorn is like, can't be trusted as a bear, but during the day he can he change can. in and out if he wants to. I like that because when he was like following them to Mirkwood, he was obviously not attacking them as like a feral bear. Yeah. I know we're jumping ahead a little, but like, yeah, I like that explanation. Let's go let's, with that one. Yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah. So then in the morning, once again, I just have to laugh because I 100% relate to Bilbo because Mm. he wakes up and the dwarves are like, hey, you better hurry up. They're they're like, get up, lazy bones, or there'll be no (laughs) breakfast for you. Like, you better hurry up and eat some breakfast. And Bilbo's like, there's breakfast. And then the dwarves say that they've eaten most of it and he better hurry if he wants to get any. And so Bilbo ask where Gandalf is moving off to find something to eat as quick as he could. And I was like, I have a hundred percent been in this situation so many times <laughs> where I'm like, everyone else is going to eat all the food and there's not going to be any food for me. And so I need to hurry up and make sure that I get to the food before it gets all eaten. Oh my gosh, Lindsay. <laughs> I have such food anxiety. I don't want to not Aww. have any I know. I feel that. I feel that too on a level. My thought was about this is like, why would the dwarves not wake up Bilbo, a hobbit, for breakfast? They know. Like, how inconsiderate of them. It's these moments that I'm like, come on, dwarves. Be better. I know. They're so selfish. Yes. And Bilbo is the opposite of selfish. So Mm -hmm. they need to take some notes, learn a little lesson. Next time, bring him a freaking breakfast in bed or something i know they should have made him a little plate it should have been like oh let's make sure we save some for bilbo yeah and two Rude. of them because he'll want second breakfast mm-hmm. but you know what Lindsay? they're not us no we can't decide how other people live their lives <laughs> as my therapist has told me <laughs> i was gonna say i feel like this is like a life lesson <laughs> <laughs> i had therapy this morning so uh oh, great it's on my mind yeah 
Um, I do. I did underline, I guess Gandalf comes back and he, you know, says that he was out and about and he wants to eat before he tells them about it. And he had two whole loaves with masses of butter and honey and clot and clotted cream, clotted <laughs> cream and a quart of mead. And I just thought that sounded so delicious. <laughs> I'm like, I want to eat that. That sounds so good. What is mead? Is it a drink? Yeah. Mead is it's like beer. It's like beer, but it's made with honey. So it's sweeter. <gasps> mm-hmm. What? Oh yeah. It's oh. yummy. Mead. Is that like a modern thing? No, it's like a, no, like fashion. you can find it now. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that it's readily available any store, but like if you were to go to BevMo or something, I'm sure you can find some mead. They have it at Ren Fair. That's where I've had it. <gasps> oh yeah. Mm. It's kind of like a, it's, it's like sweeter than cider. I don't know. It's like a, to me, it tastes like a juice almost like the one at Ren Fair tasted like a mango honey juice. Oh, but, with but it's technically beer. Yes. <laughs> I don't think I'm it's made curious. the same way. Oh, wait. Okay. Google time. I know. Mead is an alcoholic beverage made by fermenting honey mixed with water. Oh, so it's literally just fermented honey. And sometimes with added ingredients such as fruits, spices, grains, or hops, the alcoholic content ranges from 3.5% to more than 18%. Mm, Wow. Sheesh. Mead isn't beer or wine. It exists in its own category. Mead is fermented with three basic ingredients, honey, yeast, and water, which means it could be (gasps) gluten-free. So you can have it. Yes. That's why I'm asking if it's beer because I cannot have beer and gluten-free beer is disgusting. So people don't tell me to drink it. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, we should try some meat sometime. (gasps) Yes, please. So after eating his delicious supper and blowing smoke ring, uh, Gandalf tells the dwarves and Bilbo that he saw tracks of a bear meeting. So I guess they're I'm wondering, does Bayorn have like other changeling, not changeling, sorry, other skin changing <laughs> friends <laughs> or are they or just bears? Are they just real controls? bears? I does he know. control them or is he to them? Is he just a bear? Yeah. Is he the more intelligent bear? So they follow his lead. Maybe he's the leader. The Maybe it's king. his family. Oh, because there were paw prints of all different sizes. Little bear babies. Yeah, little bear babies. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we just have so many questions about Bayorn. I really love Bayorn. I think I alluded to this before that I just really enjoy this chapter and I really mm-hmm. enjoy Bayorn. He's just such a unique and interesting character. Mm-hmm. And you don't meet and, anyone like him. Yeah, and I like, I agree. And I like that he's not perfect, but that they don't try to like apologize for any of his character traits. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like he is the way he is and that's perfect. Yeah. He's so interesting. He's so fascinating. Yeah. I could read a whole book about him. I'm like, and people are probably like, uh, this is in the Silmarillion. This is in the Silmarillion. I'm <laughs> like, I, fantasies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm not reading that. So yeah. Don Marshall can tell us. We should ask Don Marshall to tell us more about Bayorn. Maybe he would yeah. respond to us. That'd be fun. We should. Uh, and then I just, you know, as 
always, I'm always living for the insults that I can just pocket away in case I ever want to insult someone. Not that I insult <laughs> someone very often because I'm too scared to. I'll but do it for you. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. um, I love that Gandalf tells Bilbo, you had better go to bed. Your wits are sleepy. <laughs> I just think that's a good one. Got to, got to file that away for next time I want to um, tell someone to leave me alone and go to sleep. Your wits are sleepy. <laughs> I like it. I also love in the audiobook, um, Bayorn's accent. It's almost like what you would think a vampire sounds like. Really? Yes. Like the, it's kind of low, um, but the W's are V's. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And I'm like, where's this guy from? It's I wonder interesting. if they're trying to be like Beowulf or something. Isn't Beowulf like? Oh, I wonder what the B-E stands for. If it's like a prefix for a bear. Huh. Is he bear born? Bayorn. <laughs> um, but they all go to sleep and wake up the next morning. And um, <laughs> I love that Bayorn tells uh, Bilbo. Sorry, I'm like in slow motion. Bayorn tells Bilbo, little bunny is getting nice and fat again on bread and honey. <laughs> Could have had a uh, come and have some more. Right. But like, it's also so demeaning, like little bunny is getting fat on all the bread and honey, <laughs> but it's not meaning it that way. But it's just like, if you send that to someone nowadays, that would be such an insult. <laughs> oh, I know. Right. But I can also see how to Bayorn Bilbo is a little bunny. <laughs> yeah. And the way that it sounded was kind of like what your grandma might say, like, oh my gosh, like, look at you eating. You're so healthy, putting on some weight, like that type of vibe. Yeah. And then I liked, I wrote down a note that Bayorn, you know, tells them about what he was doing, how he was chasing after the wargs and the goblins and all that stuff and how the wargs and goblins were really upset because of the death of the great goblin and because of the burning of the chief wolf's nose and the death from the wizard's fire of many of his chief servants. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess I should have been more kind to Gandalf because he did actually kill the wargs with his little fireworks. Um, <laughs> and I don't know. I, I just like, I, I needed to give some kudos to Gandalf. Maybe I was being yeah. too hard. Okay. And I guess burning the chief's nose was a bigger deal than we thought it was going to be. I guess so. He was like, I'm going to get you right where it hurts on your little nose, <laughs> on your chinny chin chin. <laughs> so then basically after having again, another delicious sounding meal, I must say, or no, he gives mm -hmm. them a bunch of delicious sounding food. Mm -hmm. Um, they kind of set off on their way to Mirkwood. They have to have they enjoy one more night with Bayorn and then they're off on his ponies and, you know, they have to make kind of a mad dash to Mirkwood because they want to try to get there before the wargs and the goblins cut them off because they're planning this big uprising slash attack. So they're kind mm -hmm. of in a rush and then they basically make it to the edge of Mirkwood. Um, I thought it was interesting that Bilbo was the only one who noticed that Bayorn was following them as a bear. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, good job, Bilbo. Like Bilbo really is proving himself. And yes, this is something that I just love about this book is seeing Bilbo's arc, you yes. know, going back to how he was in the Shire scared running away without his handkerchief. 
And now here he is being more observant than the dwarves. Yeah, I agree. And um, not to like skip ahead, but Gandalf even says right before he leaves, like I'm leaving you with Bilbo. I've told you before that he is more about him than you guess. And you will find that out before long. Because basically he was the only one that noticed the bear following us, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I really like that he kind of tells the dwarves that again, reminds them again, hey, don't underestimate this fella. Yeah. Which, ah, bless Gandalf for having so much faith in Bilbo and seeing that Bilbo is braver and stronger than Bilbo probably even thinks he is. Yeah. Sometimes it takes someone else to like show you your strengths. You Mm -hmm. know, I do think that if Gandalf was not part of the story, Bilbo would have backed out a long time ago. Yeah. But I think Bilbo keeps, I mean, sorry, Gandalf keeps telling Bilbo like, no, you're strong. You're brave. You have a lot to contribute, you know? Mm -hmm. And I mean, we all know that that's Gandalf's role is inspiring hope and courage in people. So, Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So they get to the edge of Mirkwood and they're all like, we better send our ponies back, unfortunately. And Gandalf's like, I'm not sending my horse back. And they're like, what? And he goes, I'm riding it back. <laughs> just like that. And they're like, wait, what? <laughs> I know. I just feel, I feel for the dwarves because, you know, it goes on to describe how they're like, I'm not to go again. And they're so sad and scared that he's leaving. And I was like, I feel this fear. Like you're on the edge of this creepy, creepy forest and the tall, big guy with magic is leaving you. <laughs> Yeah. And he's like, uh, have fun in this creepy dark forest and, um, I'll see you later. Yeah. And he's maybe, like, <laughs> maybe I'll see you on the other side. I don't know. I know. Hope for the best. And with a tremendous slice of luck, you may come out one day and see the long marshes lying below you and beyond them high in the East, the lonely mountain where dear old smog lives and Thorin growls, very comforting. You are to be sure, <laughs> which I love. Um, also I am curious and I don't want you to answer this, but I'm curious if this horse is shadow facts or not, or did we already go over that? He gets it in Lord of the Rings. We've, we've been over this. Oh, he doesn't get shit. shadow facts until Lord of the Rings. But okay, that you're right. It's like not really talked about. So okay, but no part of facts. my brain was like, "Is this Shadowfax? Is he a gift from Bayorn? Oh my god, <laughs> that would be really cool." Yeah. Um, I did have one question actually. Um, at the very end, when they talk about um, smog and stuff, they mention if you went uh, not through the forest, you'd go into all these other lands, including the land of the necromancer. Did we not learn that that is Saruman? The necromancer? Sauron. That's what I meant. That's Mm -hmm. what I meant. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Sauron. Yeah. But Uh, they're not calling it Sauron? We haven't learned that in The Hobbit, but it is known that that is who the necromancer is. Okay. Because I remember learning that with you. Yeah. And And that we were like, oh yeah, it used to be called a necromancer. And I was like, whoa mm-hmm. Ooh, interesting yeah. okay oh my gosh well that's the end of the chapter lens i know we basically made it to the end gandalf leaves and tells them in all caps once again because bayorn said this before once they're in the forest <laughs> don't leave the path which i think means they're probably going to leave the path at some point <laughs> <laughs> i'm only anticipating that to happen um but i really enjoyed that chapter it was really um like easy to read. Like I kept wanting to pick it up and read it. It didn't feel like a chore 
like, not that reading this book feels like a chore, but some chapters are harder to get through because it's like, oh no, what's happening? Yeah. I don't want to read this, you know? Yeah. I think like we said before, it's just like a lovely little chapter with a really Mm -hmm. interesting and unique character. The ponies are interesting. The bees are interesting. Mm-hmm. Bayorn is interesting. Yeah. I think someone should make like a fan fiction of Bayorn, but like Bay, like B-A-E and make him like super hot. You know what I'm saying? I have to say, I was looking for artwork of Bayorn for our Instagram and also for my Zoom background. And mm-hmm. I found some fan art of Bayorn and I was like, okay, more I like see you. Bayorn. <laughs> I, know. I have to say, and I know you haven't watched the movie yet, but I do not like the way they did Bayorn in the movie. And that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Okay. I have a picture of him. I just don't care for I won't look it up. I won't look it up. Yeah. So I have thoughts about Bayorn though. As a Oh, fan. yes. Go ahead. I'm curious. I'm hoping we see him again. I'm assuming someone like him would end up helping in something called the five armies battle or whatever. Like this is how Lord of the Rings kind of worked, right? Like everyone comes back together. So I'm hoping that, but then my brain immediately went to like, we don't see Bayorn in any of Lord of the Rings. If, if I have to read about him dying, Lindsay, I'm going to be very sad and very pissed off. So yeah. Don't say anything though. I'm not. But those are my thoughts. I want him to come up back later. I don't want him to die, but mm-hmm. I have a feeling that he could. <laughs> and okay. I have a feeling that any one of them could. So, and I know that one of the dwarves dies in Moria, but I don't remember who it is. But I think, I think it's one that starts with a B. Bomber or Bill. B- Bofer? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a B one. Anyways, those are my thoughts. Please do not respond. This is all hypothetical, not hypothetical, rhetorical. My lips are sealed. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I, I I do appreciate those observations though, and I'm excited to get to the end with you. Thank you for acknowledging. You're welcome. Uh, we did have some comments slash questions, comments and questions from some of Ooh. our friends on Instagram. Fun, fun, fun. So, um, Nessa just said that she adores Bayorn. He's one of her most favorite characters in the Hobbit, which are we surprised Nessa has impeccable taste. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she said that she just loves that. He seems like a gentle giant and he's capable of great feats of strength and yet so sweet to his animal friends. Oh, like I agree. And she said she would love to walk in his bee pastures, which I also agree because of those beautiful flowers. Yes. Uh, someone named call me Cohen said that the best part about this chapter <laughs> is that Bilbo is still grieving the loss of his waistcoat buttons after goblins, wargs, <laughs> and eagles. Yes. Like right when he met Bayorn, he was like embarrassed that he didn't have all of his buttons. I know. Which is just such what a, a hobby thing. Yes. What a good thing to point out though. That, cause I felt that when I read it, but I didn't write it down and I kind of forgot about it. So way to yeah. go. Call me Cohen. Yeah, I know. I thought that was really cute. And then Christian Young asked us a question. He asked, Ooh. would you rather have breakfast at Bayorn's tea at bag end? Oh, 11 Z's in Rivendell <gasps> or dinner at the prancing pony? No, this is too hard. Okay, wait. Breakfast at Bayorn's. Oh my gosh. Tea at Bag End, 11 Z's mm-hmm. in Rivendell, or dinner at the Prancing Pony? 
that is really hard because they all sound so lovely. I know. Ah, this is hard. Oh my God. I think, okay. I think I would eliminate Prancing Pony first. Only because like tea and breakfast food, mm-hmm. you know, or 11Zs sounds more appealing to me than dinner. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, the Prancing Pony sounds nice, but I also feel like that is the closest, like we could have that here. You could go to a yeah. British pub and have like fish and yeah. chips or whatever. So yeah, let's picture if it was like a real place and we were going to this, right? Like in our yeah. version of our world, like a guest experience thing for ambiance and like aesthetic. I'd probably want to do breakfast at Bay Orange or tea in Bag End. That's what I was going to say. I'm torn between those two. 11 season Rivendell would be cool, but like I'm not super drawn to Rivendell, even though it sounds really beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think it's beautiful, but I don't associate it with food. Like Bag End is like that's Hobbit territory and it's so nostalgic and like sentimental and I know food and, so and cozy. Tea. But then Bayorn, like, it would be really cool (laughs) to see all the animals and the beautiful flowers and, like, the food that we just described, the fresh bread with the honey and clotted cream and jam. Mm -hmm. Like, that just sounds really lovely. Mm -hmm. I think think that I, just for the sake of Bayorn being very new to me, I think I would choose tea at Bag End first and then in a very close second breakfast with Bayorn. I mean, that could be a, that could be a business breakfast with Bayorn. Oh my God. It could be. We're sleeping on this. I know you'd have a, a, a character actor. You'd have Bayorn come out. <laughs> come on, Lord of the Rings theme park. Let's Wait, go. Hold on. <laughs> I really want to character see character dining. <laughs> yes. Because listen though, listen, Kelsey, <laughs> I'm picturing like, have you ever been to Apple, Apple Valley, Apple Country, open like yes. Oak Glen? Yeah, okay, yeah. So here's what I'm picturing. I'm picturing okay. we buy a ranch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We convert this house into this beautiful big like cabin, right? Okay. All around to to, to look like Bayorn's cabin. Got and it, then all it. around it, we have fields of beautiful flowers with all of these gorgeous photo ops, kind of like the poppy fields in San Diego. You know, mm. you can go to like those fields of flowers down there. Or like the ranuncula fields. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That place. Uh, and then we have a petting zoo with <gasps> cows, horses, sheep, goats, ponies. dogs, ponies, shadow facts. And I know it's like different storyline, but Bill could be there and so can shadow facts. Yes. And fatty Lumpkin, who I know you don't know who that is, but that's (laughs) Lord of the Rings, the book. And there should be like a massive, like Eagle, like not real, but like an Mm -hmm. Eagle that you can climb onto the back and like take a photo on. Yes. You know, or it's like one of those Instagram photo walls where the Eagle's wings are behind you. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Totally. And then you pay to have breakfast or lunch or tea with Bayorn and you get to sit at like a long table on cushions Mm -hmm. and have the honey and the bread (laughs) that I'm clearly obsessed with. (laughs) Um, This sounds amazing. Uh, Yes, please. And what if, what if there was like a bed and breakfast package where you could actually sleep there too? Yes. Wait, bed and, and breakfast in Bayorn. 
Bayorn's bread and bed and breakfast. <laughs> Wait, also, okay, another side <laughs> tangent here is you know how there are all of these like Airbnbs around the US that are that look like hobbit holes? You and I, you knew we've looked into yes. this, right? No, yes. I know, I know what you're gonna say next is yes. why I breathe is heavy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm being so dramatic. Well, those are always booked out for like years in advance. Mm-hmm. Why is there not a bed and breakfast that is like a bunch of little hobbit holes. Yeah. doesn't have to be an Airbnb. It could just be like a whole fully functioning establishment with a bunch of hobbit holes and they could have all these different colored round doors. Oh my God. I just got the chills, Lindsay. This is unhealthy. <laughs> all right. Hobbits at heart. We're going into business. The B and B business. <laughs> single episode we make new plans for something but this is my maybe my most excited I know my hands are sweaty I'm excited (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh you know what made my hands sweat Lindsay the title of the next chapter not in a good way flies and spiders are you fucking kidding me am I gonna not want to read this Uh, if you can read it then so can I that's what I'm thinking I can read it I will say, I think Shelob's Lair is worse. Okay, but I haven't read Shelob's Lair. You know, I've only watched it. And you can just close your eyes. You can't close your eyes when you're reading. That's That's a long one. I have to say, when I was listening to Lord of the Rings on audiobook all the way through, um, when I got to Shelob's Lair, I, like, couldn't get through it. And I just completely stopped listening to it. I just, I could have just skipped it. Yeah. But I was so like horrified by it that I just never went back. Oh no. Okay. I'll give it my best try. (sighs) Okay. Well, I think that's all we have for this week. I say that's all like it wasn't much, but it was a lot. So thank you all so much for listening and for giving us some questions and comments. It's really fun to hear what you all have to think and say about these chapters. Yes. It's so fun. Definitely. Please continue to let us know, um, especially about flies and spiders little adder cop action going to be fun. (laughs) I'm looking forward to the next chapter. And Lindsay, I'm so excited because, um, in the next few episodes, I, I believe we'll be having some more guests coming on to talk with us. So, um, it's just such a fun experience to have. And I love letting all of you listeners, like get to know one of our friends. So I'm really excited. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, it's going to be so much fun, everybody. So come back for Flies and Spiders. Keep an eye on our Instagram so that you know when we're recording next and you can send us your questions and or comments. But thank you so much for listening today and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Hobbits at Heart. If you enjoy our podcast, please share, rate, and subscribe. And for exclusive content, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Hobbits at Heart Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.